Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Tanya. Hello. It's been an interesting one. I missed you, Kat. I missed you too. I don't like it. We've been, uh, we've just been running like opposite directions lately. You've been doing stuff with the mom and the babies and I've been doing stuff with the babies in Ireland and (laughs) everything. You've been crazy busy. Uh, But it's all been good. All been good. Yeah. I loved this Ireland group so much that we're going to do it again next October and go to England, Scotland and Wales. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I need to get you to bring some of your people from your studio and y'all go too. Yeah. I know. We've been talking a lot about doing a Bali trip or Thailand. Yeah. So it just seems like we're super busy. Yeah. I don't like that because, you know, I don't like that word busy. We run around wearing busy like a badge of honor and really busy is like a big, huge weight that weights us down and it keeps us from enjoying life and being present for the moments and all that stuff. You literally just told me a second ago that you like being busy. I do like being busy, but I like being in my own controlled kind of busy. I don't like the out of control busy. I can't stand, which I really should. Maybe I need to talk to a psychologist about this. I really struggle just sitting and doing nothing. I just really can't do that. Yeah, it's hard. It could be a pitta disease. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel like I have to be producing something, you know, even if it's like the day we got back from Ireland, I walked straight in and started making uh, the next morning because we got in that night. I started making homemade bread and homemade granola for Edward because my sister called. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm making it. She's like, aren't you jet lagged? I'm like, yeah. And what can I do about (laughs) it? (laughs) But anyway, it's all been good. And we are in November now. When These is that times, I don't know. We've been doing this for a while and it's still fun. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was just editing. I don't know. I was editing a few this last weekend and uh, yeah, I'm like, we're 170 episodes in or something crazy. I'm like, how, how did we even get here? <laughs> It's crazy. I know it is, but you know, and I really do appreciate all of our listeners that we have that have been with us. Well, all of them, period, but especially the ones that have been with us from the get go. Yeah, right. It's mm-hmm. uh, they still like listening to us, crazy I fools. <laughs> I know, I know. And by the way, guys, Tanya sent me a picture of Halloween morning from her house, and there was snow on the ground. It was funny because I actually went to the studio this morning and did yoga on Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking as we walked in because somebody made some joke and I was like, no, I drive like a granny because this stuff is like PTSD for me. Yeah. Remember the big Halloween store of, of 1991? Now, yes, that dates me. <laughs> <laughs> However, in Minnesota, we had like one of the worst storms ever, Halloween wow. of 1991. And I was not in just 
one car accident. I was in two car accidents. Oh, wow. Within one hour of each other. Because once I finally had been attended to by the police officer, he wanted to drive me back to where my vehicle was. Long story. But while we were driving back to my vehicle, his car got hit. So I had to fill out two accident reports, one for my own accident and then one for his squad car. Wow. Yeah. Did you make it home safely after that, I assume? Yeah, but the whole night was a baby. (laughs) And you probably had babies at home then, didn't you? Nope. In 1991, I was in college Mm -hmm. and I was... Yeah, it was wow. one of those things. But it was basically the root of the rest of my knee troubles. Oh. Because that's when I undid the very first ACL. Mm-hmm. I, you know, back when you're in college, you think you're real cool. And so you got your knee all hooked up by your steering wheel and you're mm-hmm. driving one legged and all sassy, right? Yeah. Wrong, mm-hmm. wrong, no. wrong. <laughs> and then when you hit a telephone pole on the driver's side door, you mash your leg. Anyway, those are fun stories, but you can see Halloween storms do not excite me. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, tell us what we're talking about today. Ooh, today we're going to talk about the subtle body and how Mm -hmm. that can relate to the koshas in yoga or Eastern Mm -hmm. philosophy. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I talk about the koshas in the 300 hour program that we do, but Mm kind of just not even starting with the koshas because there's a, a class of intelligence that needs needs to go into it first. And you and I were talking before the episode, but I think it's fun to share. But Wikipedia calls <laughs> calls the subtle body quasi-material aspect. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, no. <laughs> so Wikipedia defines the subtle body as the quasi-material aspect of the human body. It's neither physical nor solely spiritual, according to various esoteric, occult, and mystical teachings. I was like, wow. Like, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We don't know how to say it any other way. So we're just going to put lots of big, long, fancy words and call it quasi. (laughs) Yep. There you go. And I know nothing about the subtle body based on that definition. Yeah. Not one single thing, right? Mm -mm. Not Not one single thing. One single thing. And yet everybody, everybody, even people who don't practice Eastern modalities or don't practice yoga have had some sort of experience with subtle body. Mm -hmm. Whether it is one of those like intuitive moments or deja vu moments or whether it's quite literally, you know, standing someplace and feeling somebody look at you or feeling them before they come through the door. All of these things are subtle body informations. Like Mm -hmm. what's your energy doing? Even something as simple as you're having a slam dunk day and somebody comes in the room, piss poor crabby. And next thing you know, you're shouting back. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? What happened? (laughs) Right? Quite literally. Mm -hmm. And why? How closely would you say the subtle body is attached to the intuition? Closely at all? Yeah, 100%. So it depends, too, on how we choose to define the subtle body. Mm -hmm. So Wikipedia and Healthline and the, we'll say, Western modalities 
mm-hmm. will define the subtle body as spiritual. Well, most people in the world are spiritual in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Okay. Mental. Well, we all have some mental capacity. Mm-hmm. How about the ego in there with the mental? Right? 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The causal body, the astral body, whether we want to admit it or not, there's a whole bunch of people who will literally say, oh my gosh, did you know it was a full moon last night? Wrecked my whole day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, astral. We're yeah. talking etheric, physical. Well, friends, you've got a physical body. Have you ever bumped into something and been like, man, that's going to leave a bruise? Uh, constantly, daily, like maybe even sometime <laughs> while we're doing the podcast. Sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't leave the bruise. And mm-hmm. then other times, you're so busy, you're working, you're doing all the things, and then all of a sudden, you look down and you're like, dude, where'd that bruise come from? what I do? Yeah. To-? And sometimes you're just so not even aware, right? It's like one hand or the other. Are you aware or are you not aware? And it also depends on how many other things are coming at us at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Literally. So then you consider the celestial and the emotional, okay? We all have emotions, mm-hmm. right? So there's so many aspects to the subtle body. When you talk about it in the form of Eastern medicine, though, Eastern medicine, the yoga sutras, define the subtle body as the koshas. And Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about the koshas before on the podcast, but they're going to come up again today because that's how we're going to talk about the subtle body Mm -hmm. is in the form of the koshas. And in the Mm -hmm. koshas themselves, layers. We have layers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You and I, I know, have talked about this in Reiki training, that sometimes when you're dealing with trauma, you're dealing with grief, you're dealing with loss, you're not just dealing with this time, but every time, I use the expression because I learned it in my grief training, every time new grief comes up, it brings up old grief. Mm -hmm. Because grief layers in the body, literally layers in the body. So does PTSD, so does trauma, right? Yeah. Think of a tree trunk. Layers in the tree. They're not always bad because Mm -hmm. so also does love layer in the body. So also does passion, right? In each of those layers, depending on whether or not they're good emotions or bad emotions, negative emotions can be good for you, right? Mm -hmm. So how much do you feel like you know about the koshas? I know I feel very much a novice when it comes to the koshas. I know what what we learned in the you know, 300 hour course, but that's, you know, something I don't use all the time. So I don't know a lot about it. Yeah. It's kind of cool because I always thought more along the lines of the koshas being layered body, life force, mental, wisdom, and bliss body being this really big Mm -hmm. auric value. But in the subtle body, they actually define it as different that it's literally from your skin inward. And so from your skin being the physical body, your prana being the breath body, 
your mental being the mind body, your wisdom being your knowledge, and then your bliss body being basically this tiny spot within you. Mm -hmm. Some people associate it like with the flame in the Anahata heart chakra. Mm -hmm. Some people define it as the third eye. And when you get to this very lovely place of samadhi in a meditation, you're in that bliss body. Mm -hmm. Some people define it as the fire in Agni, right, in the belly, mm -hmm. and that when we're in this place of complete satisfaction, physically, mentally, breathing-wise, like we're just in this moment, then that's your bliss body. So what do you personally define it as? I think it can be any of them. I think it mm -hmm. can be any of them. But my biggest thing is, as I always thought it was from here out. And really, right. it's from here in and it's mm -hmm. into this place of whatever feels amazing inside, mm -hmm. right? And so it's the ultimate introspection. Ultimate introspection. And this is where, you know, you get the great quotes from Gandhi, from from Buddha about not looking outward for your satisfaction or your joy or your peace, but to always be looking inward for it. Mm -hmm. And then when you think about it that way, you're like, oh, okay, that makes complete sense, right? Mm -hmm. But how hard is that for people to do? You know, so people can't hard. do that because we expect so the hard. outer world to give us all of that. So hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So I hear you. I get it. So let's start with the physical body. That's okay. like I pinch my cheek. Here we are. Here's the physical body, right? That's the Anamaya Kosha. The physical body, it's the food layer, the body weight, the size, your physical ailments, dis-ease, your concerns with anything body image, your mm -hmm. body reactions to things. Like some people love spicy food, other people don't. Some people can eat chocolate. Other people are allergic. Some people can, right? Like it's, right. it's, it's the complete uniqueness of each physical body. No two the same, right? Right. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the physical body from a standpoint of we exist together. And although we are completely unique one body to another, we are all basically the same. If we have a healthy functioning body, we have a heart that's pumping blood. We have lungs that are processing oxygen. We have a stomach and intestines that are digesting our food, mm -hmm. right? It's all basically the same. You do the same things I do body-wise, right? Right? Mm -hmm. That's not to say that you don't do other things different, career, exercise, right? That's different. But mm -hmm. your basic body unit is the same mm -hmm. as everybody else's, right? Right. So you almost can think of it more as energy fields. The koshas. Mm -hmm. Yes. The only piece to that is, is that those subtle bodies have, in the case of the Anamaya Kosha, the physical body, it has an actual tangible object. Mm -hmm. The physical body is tangible. So also is in the second Kosha, Prana Maya, the Prana Kosha, the breath Kosha, the vital energy Kosha. There is actually tangible, like you and I can't see what we breathe in and breathe out, but there's actually a gas that comes in and out of us. And that breath body is very much the 
component of the second body, which is Mm -hmm. your life force. It's the ability to move energy in the body, right? Because your cells are breathing. And as long as you're breathing, your cells are breathing, your body can function. Mm -hmm. It's your greater vitality. It's your energetic connection to yourself, to others, and to nature. So Mm -hmm. if it were not for breath, we would not be able to connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> right? Well, in the Bhagavad Gita, the subtle body um, was described a lot the same way, well, obviously the same way you have talked about it, the combination of the mind, the intellect, and the ego. And the subtle body controls the physical, just like what you have said. Through the subtle body, the, we experience pleasure, we experience pain. And I think people as a whole, if we ever, if we talk to people about the way we move through life this way more, it might make it a little more easy for people to understand because, you know, they would see the vitality, the life force layer and see that as part of themselves, but as separate. They would see that mental, that intellect as part of the whole, but still separate and notice the layers. And um, I think it would be, it would be healthy for everyone to understand a little bit more about that. Look at you go right down to quantum physics. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) So the third, of course, is the monomyoc. Kosha, mano, maya, meaning the messenger or mental. It's the, I sense that that's hot, so I pull my Mm -hmm. hand away, right? That's that mental capacity. It's bringing experiences. It's sensations from the outer world. It's even our emotions. It is where our inner world and our outer world can connect with our perceptions, our mental patterns, our awareness, our thoughts. This is where gratitude falls all of that mental body but this is also where our chitta in, is hanging mm-hmm. out too so this is all of the things that cross your mind mm-hmm. chitta 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 this is <laughs> chitta 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 is that what you said uh, this is like where <laughs> rhymes with it <laughs> <laughs> this is where the intelligence of meditation falls in Mm-hmm. And then we move on to Vijnana, V-I-J-N-A-N-A, Vijnana Maya Kosha. And this is now our wisdom body. So this is a little bit more than our mental capacity. Like we would say, wow, that person is super intelligent. And then there's other people that we would say, man, they're wise beyond their years, mm-hmm. right? It's something yeah. deeper than the book smart of of intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's something more intuitive. It's clarity. It's authenticity. It's deep inner reflection. It's the ability to detach from the ego that you were talking about in the Anamaya Kosha, the physical body, right? Mm -hmm. This is now that person that goes through life and you're like, man, I wish I had a piece of that. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's beyond, right? That's now that connection to third eye. This is where you brought up the dream world. This is where deep spirituality comes from. This is where psychic ability comes from. This connection in Vijnana Maya is, it's, it's ethereal. It's up here. It's big, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's big. It's, it's heady. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and they're all separate, but they're so interconnected. They mm-hmm. definitely are 
are interrelated. There's no mm-hmm. doubt, no doubt. So how would you explain to someone the subtle body that doesn't get it, that wants proof, that wants to go get an x-ray and see the subtle body or go have an MRI? You can. You can mm-hmm. have aura auras red and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so <laughs> when you think about that, now you're going back into that vision that I was just talking about. Like when I first was thinking or learning about subtle body, I thought it was everything from my body outwards, out, mm-hmm. right? And now we're talking about it being everything from the skin inwards when mm-hmm. we get to that Anandamaya kosha, that very tiny bliss body that exists within you. It's your true self or your essence. No one else can be you. No one else mm-hmm. can be you, right? It's that place of samadhi, that unity between yourself and whatever you want to be connected with, right? And it's that place that bubbles up when you feel happy and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so yeah. <laughs> it comes from someplace deep inside yeah. you. That's the Anandamaya Kosha. It's so cool. But yeah, mm-hmm. how do you know? None of us do. None of us do. And no, we can't take a beautiful snapshot. We can see auric colors and we can see auric values, which tells us how your energy is doing for sure. Mm-hmm. But to be able for me to look at you and be like, ooh, I would be able to tell you if I think that body in terms of layer of the koshas that subtle body which ones I don't think would be working by a conversation with you if you're totally freaking out about this pattern of nightmares you've been having I'd probably say okay I think you're having a little bit of trouble with your Vijnanamaya kosha right Mm -hmm. if you were to come to me and you were going to be like oh my gosh I just feel like I have this weight on my chest and I have not been able to take a deep breath in months Mm -hmm. okay I would probably say I think your pranamaya kosha is off right Mm -hmm. and there's definitely ways, just like with energy medicine, that you could work with the subtle bodies. Well, I was going to just ask you to talk about how through asana and pranayama and meditation, you can manipulate the energies of the physical and the subtle body and connecting those and connecting to the higher self. Yeah, 100%. Your yoga asana is going to focus mostly on the first two, which is the, you know, the physical body and then the breath body. Mm -hmm. Your meditation is going to probably focus on the next two, which is your breath body and your mental body. But it's also going to probably take you into the third eye and the intuition of the wisdom body. And then if you get to that lovely place of having done asana, and now you move into your meditation, and you find this lovely, happy, joyful, place this is taking you to your bliss body so yeah the practice of yoga is really all about working on the subtle body which is so cool it's very cool it, as someone that's doing yoga as they kind of discover each layer and they start working with that and moving towards the towards their true self do you feel like that gives them a more authentic feeling of who they are i, mean, I, I know yeah i mean i would say that anybody who's doing true svadhyaya or self-study and who's really trying to come to a place of personal clarity that yeah the more that you get in touch with working with the subtle bodies the more that you can associate and I don't love the word disassociate but you can 
you can differentiate. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the better word for it. And be like, oh my gosh, this isn't about something deeper. This is purely physical. And if yeah. I can, like you think about just the other day, talking about somebody being sick and feeling so sick that they just are stuck in their head, right? And yes, sometimes being sick is really shitty. However, it is only a blip in time. Yeah. And Assuming it's not chronic, which Mm -hmm. chronic things are different and we still have to work on being able to separate emotions and be able to detach in order to find healing, right? But assuming that you can be like, okay, this is this is physical. And if I can treat the physical, I can come through it. Mm -hmm. As long as I keep my mind and my breath calm, I will be able to manage, right? It's when we start letting multiple bodies fall apart that then we fly apart. So Mm -hmm. doing the work, Mm -hmm. sitting down, pausing, do the work. Yeah. Calm your ass down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. Good stuff. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas. On a pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.